Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Adrian. And I'm Thierry. In this week's episode, I speak to Alberto Dalmasso, CEO and co-founder at Satispay. Adrian, can you tell our listeners about your conversation with Alberto? I had a fascinating chat to Alberto. Satispay is a major electronic payments player in Italy with ambitious growth plans in Europe, or shall I say in the Eurozone. He founded this company alongside his two other co-founders with the objective of changing people's payment habits whilst taking out the middleman involved in the payment ecosystem, such as credit or debit card providers. And what's the relationship between Satispay and Luxembourg? Well, as listeners will find out in a minute, Satispay didn't choose to Grand Duchy on a random basis to establish their European expansion hub. Indeed, Luxembourg is recognized for its expertise not only in the financial sector more broadly speaking, but also for its deep knowledge of the cloud and the related infrastructure that's supporting those companies. Satispay see a huge opportunity to grow their business in the Eurozone, and alone in Italy, they grow with an average of 5,000 monthly new merchants using their technology. And with 1.3 million active users currently. At the end of 2020, Satispay secured additional funding of 93 million euros. And this from investors such as Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter and Square. Yeah, it's great to know that a player such as Satispay with great firepower chooses Luxembourg, where, by the way, a significant amount of local hiring is currently taking place. Listeners based in Luxembourg should watch out for early indications from Satispay when they hit the local payment ecosystem. Watch this space. But now, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Alberto Dalmasso, CEO and co-founder at Satispay. Alberto, thank you very much for joining us here on the Luxembourg podcast. It's a pleasure. We have got a very established tradition here on the show before we just actually dive into the proper topics, so the, the, the core of the subjects, we'd like to know who we're talking to. So, Alberto, in your own words, how would you introduce yourself? I'm Alberto Dalmasso, a husband and a father, passionate about uh, life, outdoor sports, design, technology, that uh, is lucky enough to have transformed an idea into a company uh, and therefore is working every day with, with great people, try to accomplish an almost impossible uh, task to transform the way people pay. And then, so, you are, so you've been an entrepreneur for quite some time now, and you've, you've come up with this uh, Satispay idea that's been around for, for some, well, some years now. But before you got into this, so how did you come up with this, uh, this career path? Why did you choose entrepreneurship? So it's a very interesting question. I, I didn't grow up thinking about becoming a, an entrepreneur I grew up kind of following my passion. In fact, I was uh, going toward a architectural career, but then in high school, uh, I started studying economy and I started getting interest uh, in, in that a lot. And, and so I started to imagine myself as a manager of a company I could be uh, interested in or a sector I could be very interested in. And therefore, I started studying uh, marketing, management, and so on. Uh, but then I found when I graduated, uh, it, I remember it was just after the, the Lehman Brothers crash, 
and everything was was kind of uncertain everything slowed down and as i was going from my first to to, to the second internship i i was looking around i was always speaking about people that inspire me friends uh, about uh, our experience going into the working life and uh, uh, i remember uh, my older brother told me uh, Alberto, we might want to set up a solar energy panel installation, leveraging an opportunity that, that is on the market and produce energy in this way because uh, uh, the, the regulation will, will help us. We're going to have incentives. And that was a small uh, thing we did uh, as a family that uh, was uh, very small but, but successful. And uh, suddenly, as I was... Uh, in a difficult environment, looking for jobs uh, with a part of a generation uh, with a high level of um, uh, uncertainty with slow careers, uh, I started having it in the back of my mind, well, I might end up uh, uh, creating my own company sooner or later uh, and determine my my growth uh, and, and my career. I have, then I was lucky. I had three years in an asset management uh, firm in Italy uh, that gave me the opportunity to, uh, first of all, being always informed about macro trend, where the economy is going, was going, but also was a 200-people organization, so big but not too big. Uh, and therefore, I had the opportunity to learn about what everybody were doing, uh, each and every office uh, the responsibility and how a company actually works. So being in, a, in an interesting environment and having experience, uh, I started noticing limit in how the company was organized. Uh, and therefore also thinking about creating your own company where things are done in the best possible way with the highest efficiency uh, and where you choose the people you can work with. Uh, has driven me to find a project that could give me a reason to set up a company, look for great people, and start working with them. All right. So there's been a whole surrounding environment that's pushing you to be, become an entrepreneur in that sense. And uh, being surrounded by the people you choose, coming up with the idea that you want, uh, has been kind of the driving factor leading to that. But now talking about, about your actual company now, so Satispay, it's been around, like I said, it's been around for some time, and um, I, I'm quite interested to know what's the, you know, what's the genesis been so far. How, how did you come up with this idea, particularly in Italy now, and uh, what was the whole rationale behind launching this this very intriguing uh, journey of yours? As I was saying, uh, I was kind of looking for 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 uh, opportunities in the market, and and I was definitely looking into uh, mobile apps. Uh, I remember the first iPhone I had. The realization from the first day I used it was, oh, this is a new world and so many companies are going to uh, be created around this, this tool, around this device where internet is, is a leverage in a completely new way because uh, it's not only a way to, to surf the web, but it's a way to surf the web in a way that is... Uh, more relevant to where you are. So also with the geolocalization and, and, and everything else. So I, I was looking in, into that and looking into how the phone and the smartphone could become a tool to do so many things. While on the other side, I was living in Italy 
and uh, most of the time complaining of the fact that for any small transaction, it's really difficult to pay with, with your credit card. Stores often enforce a 10, 15 euro minimum uh, to use your card, otherwise they're not happy to accept. And, and so I started looking into that and I've seen that uh, Italy is not the only country like that. Germany is very similar. But all around Europe, if you look into the number of transactions instead of volume, cash is still king. It's still the most used payment instrument. On the other hand, you have millions of millions of people complaining, like I was, of the fact that cash is inconvenient, you lose a lot of time. And well, basically, I was saying, we do everything over the phone. Uh, why can't we pay? Which is something we do, we do every day over the phone. So I called uh, Dario, uh, that at the time was living in, in Kazakhstan, uh, because I knew when we used to chat about ideas and, and business uh, opportunities, he told me once he was thinking of a way to send money via email. So I said, okay, he's a mathematician with an IT background and already interested in payment. I should speak about this to him. And I remember over a Skype call of one hour, uh, we soon started saying we should try to create a payment system that do not use credit card networks, but directly moves money between bank accounts because Europe is, is, a, is a continent where everybody, almost everybody have a bank account. People want to keep the money on the bank account. Why don't we avoid the use of credit card or debit card and we start moving the money around with banking transaction? We knew nothing at all about that, but we started studying and learning that uh, Europe was moving into a new regulation, that all the interbank transactions like credit transfer, direct debit, were uh, going to change and become a standard equal for all European countries, and that we could operate as an e-money institution, which is a very simple form of bank. Uh, you're not doing credit, so as a company, is much more flexible and agile. So it looked to us that uh, the opportunity was huge, uh, the technology was there, and the regulation was uh, going into the right direction to allow newcomers uh, into the huge payment uh, market. And for someone that is looking for an excuse to create uh, a company and uh, become an entrepreneur, it looked too good to, to let it pass. So I remember I was on the phone with Dario and we said, yeah, it looks like the market is big and it's going to be bigger. It looks like the regulation is on our side. Uh, so we're going to be disruptor, but kind of supported by Europe and national laws because at the end you are um, helping them reducing cash and tax evasion. We don't know everything and all the difficulty we're going to encounter, but we know it's probably going to be exciting and it's going to be worth trying. So we, we decided at the end of 2012 to give our notice, uh, leave our previous job and career to start working in 2013 in this uh, project that turned out to be way more complicated uh, than expected, but I would say way more exciting and uh, way more ambitious. Um, and to be clear, we were extremely ambitious. We always thought about becoming 
the the leading uh, uh, payment network in Europe uh, over a certain period of time, uh, I think we only underestimated how big the opportunity is. Um, and so it's really a, a company that started from two things, a need as a consumer to for, for a payment instrument that makes our life easier, uh, that, that avoids the need to, to withdraw cash, uh, um, that, that makes uh, split, splitting payments with, with family and friends much easier uh, and simplifies a lot of transactions. So from a consumer need and from the willingness of creating something that you, you are part of, something that is bigger than yourself to dedicate yourself with, with, with friends and people you like to try to accomplish. And how was the particular case for Italy? What kind of use cases have you been uh, having so far with uh, the Italian payment system? Because the, this is where you've got the most active base at the minute. So what we wanted to do was to become the most used payment instrument. And if you want to do that, you want to be used for the most frequent transaction. So most frequent transactions are kind of small in brick and mortar. So we find ourselves paying most of the time in physical shops, small amount transactions. So our average transaction in store is 13 euros. And in Italy, a debit card transaction on average is 45 euros. A credit card transaction is almost 60. So we really brought the electronic payment, uh, electronic transaction into a kind of transaction that was basically only cash before. And so, and 65% of the payment we do are in-store payment. 20% are peer-to-peer money transfer, 5% is online, and the rest are in-app transaction services we created to simplify our consumer's life that they can do within our own app, such as paying bills, utility bills, by scanning the, the, the receipt, by paying taxes, um, so all the payment that used to be a waste of time because you had to go and queue in a public office, postal office can now be made with Satispay comfortably from your home or wherever you are by simply opening the app. But the most frequent use case uh, are in-store payment in brick and mortar shops uh, that goes from paying your breakfast, lunch, doing groceries, uh, uh, and so on. And so we really nailed at the beginning the need uh, in a country where most of the time when you when you pay for your breakfast, a coffee or lunch, you're not buy you're not in a large retail chain, uh, but but you are in a maybe family owned cafe that is not so strong in negotiating the the fees with cards, uh, and therefore has always seen. Uh, cards are not ideal for small transaction, we really create something that disrupted uh, this for merchants by being able to offer a product that is completely free below 10 euros and only cost 20 euro cents to the merchant to accept any amount over 10 euros. So suddenly in a country where many times you see written, uh, please don't, don't use card below 10, we started seeing in those shops uh, our, our logo and having the merchant happy to accept a, pay, a transaction without cash below 10. And I remember uh, the first uh, newspapers talking about us saying, satisfy the app to, to pay your coffee. And 
it's much less than what, what we want to, to be and become and what we became, but it was exactly what we wanted because the, in Italy, a, a coffee, espresso is, is the, is the beha- national behavior. And we wanted to start from there, from frequent everyday transaction to become ourselves a national behavior, establish a strong relationship with our users, uh, have an, an, an high frequency of use. And then from the breakfast, lunch, uh, uh, grocery, start being used for many more transactions and therefore like uh, other kind of shopping, uh, both for fashion in store, online, tax payments, mobile credit top apps, uh, and so on. But yeah, definitely the most frequent uh, use is uh, for payments, uh, everyday payment that people do in their everyday life. Satispay recently established shop in, in Luxembourg as the podcast uh, relates to all, all the business happening in this country. I'm very intrigued, Alberto, in knowing you know, why you chose Luxembourg as your expansion hub, because um, as, you, as I'm sure you'll tell us uh, in a minute, you've got very big ambitions and, and the European market is your is your oyster. So how would you see it uh, going forward? So Luxembourg was um, <coughs> an easy choice. I, I would say not from the beginning of our story because we established uh, the team uh, working in the e-money institution uh, initially in London. But then it was quite clear even before Brexit that the, the big opportunity for us was to, first of all, grow into the euro markets. Uh, because we basically are based in, on, on the Euro interbank scheme. It means that uh, we have everything we need to move money from and to any bank account in Euro uh, currency. And so we started thinking, okay, we, we might want to come closer to, to the market that, that are really our interest. As UK, if we're ever going to do that, it's going to be a, a second priority. And then Brexit happened, and and we said, okay, this is a, a confirmation. Let, let's let's go with all the, the the group. Let's go with the money institution as well in Europe, and let's find a, a jurisdiction that is uh, fintech friendly uh, and that is close to market that are interesting for us. And Luxembourg has this kind of perfect setup where you have uh, a small country that is always being based on. Uh, financial services that I was really shifted uh, to bring uh, other, not, not only asset managers, but but other financial institutions there. And uh, is uh, trying to do everything possible to attract also tech company. And, and this is already positive because you have institution you can talk to uh, and that can, are willing to absolutely Make you respect uh, any any law, but understand what you what you want to do and where you want to go. And so, if you want to bring in and build innovation, that that's really important. But then it's a it's a country between Germany and France, which are two target market for us, and uh, it's a country where you can experiment with a different culture and have in a in a very small area the possibility to to get feedback from people that comes from France, Belgium, Germany, and not only for, uh, from the consumer perspective, but also from the merchant perspective. Because many merchants are French, 
uh, retailers, German retailer, Belgian retailer. And so just because we are working in Luxembourg, we are dealing with uh, institutions from many other countries that are a huge opportunity for us to test uh, multiple markets. And so far, I have to say, it's been a, a key move we've done to shape our strategy. And the team that we that is growing there is really a European team, is training there to then deploy uh, our strategy all around Europe. And in terms of all the institutions or the bodies that are present in Luxembourg, because we know Luxembourg has been making huge, a huge amount of efforts to attract players like, you, like yourself to, to Luxembourg, how would you describe the, uh, the, the effectiveness of all those, like the, the Luxembourg has a financial technology or the, even the regulators? How has the experience been with them when it came to onboarding your, your company? Oh, it's been a good experience. It's been uh, tough as it has to be with any regulator because you don't want to be in a place where the regulator is not uh, tough enough and uh, you're going to be surrounded by sketchy financial institution and you're going to lose uh, part of your reputation because people believe you're there because uh, you have low control. So absolutely uh, none of that. And the reputation is very strong, but a lot of competence. So you have countries around Europe where the regulator are not familiar yet with the cloud technology. And you cannot think about building a, a uh, successful, scalable fintech if you do not base your architecture on cloud. And uh, and, and, and Luxembourg has a, a specific uh, uh, regulation about that that makes it extremely clear. The fact that they get it, they understand how it works, uh, and they give you very clear uh, guidelines on how you can leverage that technology to offer financial service. So it's really clear that um, uh, they want to understand where the world is going in order to be the ideal place uh, for many companies like ourselves to, to establish. And moving on more specifically towards, you know, all the payment institutions that have set up, well, set up shop in, in Luxembourg, the global institutions, I'm thinking about Alipay, Amazon, Amazon Pay, PayPal, uh, those are the one, the bigger ones, the biggest that have uh, had a, a, a quite a strong presence in Luxembourg. But also, you were talking about earlier about you know servicing merchants and and end consumers. In Luxembourg, we've got the your equivalent, well, let's call it the local equivalent called DigiCash, who also providing a similar uh, a similar service uh, as um, Satispay. So how how do you see yourself um, when penetrating this market in Luxembourg, for instance? How do you see yourself uh, in this whole mix? This is another reason why it's worth being there. So you don't want, in our opinion, be far away from similar companies or competitors. Uh, um, you actually want to be where they are uh, in order to get inspiration, understand new trends, uh, and so on. About the very big names, uh, they have to be present in Europe. They have to have a, an entity, a regulated entity, and they chose Luxembourg kind of proving we, we, we made the right choice uh, as, as the best uh, on a global level are, are doing the same. Um, but it's a, a different game for them. It's more like focus on online and specific uh, online transactions. Uh, uh, what we are doing is uh, mobile payment, which is more relatable to yeah, Alipay, WeChat, that, that they are 
dominating the, the Chinese market, but, but for Europe. And if you look into mobile payment, what is really turn out, what really keeps turning out to be successful all over the world uh, is uh, typically a domestic scheme, a domestic solution that is developed by company from that country or that continent, understanding the need of local consumers and merchants and implementing services that uh, um, serve the need of that population of consumers and merchants. And um, yeah, the, the only direct competition we, we might see could be like DigiCash, now part of the Payconic group, but I believe Satispay has proven a unique ability of uh, in uh, in scaling the, the merchant acceptance. Uh, considering in Italy, we have more than 150,000 merchants growing uh, about five to 6,000 every month. And you, you don't find any closed network. A closed network being three-party network means it means it's a e-wallet where the company uh, has the relationship, owns the relationship both with consumer and merchants like Alipay and WeChat in China. They don't find any, anything similar or comparable to what we have done in terms of sites. So I believe, I believe we have what it takes to uh, deploy our strategy, get a huge merchant acceptance in, in, a, in many European markets. And uh, we are proving it in, in Luxembourg and it's worth proving it where uh, there is some, let's call it competition. You were mentioning a bit earlier that uh, Satispay in Italy now is a, a main payment service, for instance, to for end users to, to pay for utility bills, to settle tax bills. So essentially, like it's a very integrated way to you know to be very much uh, you know ingrained in in a given country. Uh, for other European countries, you were saying, I mean, I was sort of thinking, it could be Luxembourg, it could be Germany, it could be any other country. Do you see any opportunity to become part of uh, the local ecosystem as such, you know, like having social security payments going through Satispay, also like the local tax systems being serviced by by your company? What's your vision on this more specifically? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we that's really what we need to do. So the, the Italian experience has proven that we have to be focused on simplifying the consumer's life. And... Everywhere we go, we need to find uh, those payments that are uh, carried out by a big part of the population, uh, possibly the vast majority of the population, where you have room for big improvement in terms of user experience. And ask ourselves, can we implement something that is going to be the best uh, user experience, the best way to pay taxes, bills, and gift card for, for online where they are used or uh, mobile top-ups where mobile credit is, is prepaid. Um, so you re- we really will uh, focus on uh, understanding in, in, in every market we, went, we want to go in uh, the specific need uh, of the population and where there's room for improvement. Because what you want to do, you want to go out with... Uh, uh, a product that gives a wow effect. And the wow effect uh, is stronger when uh, cumbersome and complicated uh, payment become easy because people start seeing your product as a solution. And every time you offer something new, uh, they look at it uh, because they trust uh, uh, 
you and they trust the fact you're probably going to provide uh, uh, again uh, the best user experience. So it's fundamental, and we, I go back to what I said before, mobile payment is for domestic leader more than for global leader, because it's very difficult for global company like PayPal, Amazon to come into any European market and understand the local behaviors, local needs, uh, integrate with every single national tax system. And I think it's more a game uh, for, for local players. And instead of going wide with, with the fintech and with, with mobile payment, uh, we believe you need to go deep. You need to go deep into the need of a country and do everything you can do to simplify people's life. And if you can't simplify people's life, you will become the most used payment and financial product. Uh, because payment is just the third thing. The thing that the financial product and service that, that gets high frequency and let you engage with your consumer. But once you have the consumer really engaged, that opens your app every day. It's easy if you want to start offering investment product, insurance product, uh, credit product uh, to do that because you, uh, the relationship is, is, is strong, much stronger than with a bank where you open your mobile banking app twice a month. Uh, if, if you have a mobile app you open every day that you trust for your payment, it's probably going to be the app you use for, for many other financial services. Talking about actually simplifying people's lives, as we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic has, uh, has been causing a lot of disruptions around the world and, and surely payment systems have been impacted by this. So I'm, Alberto, I'm very interested in actually understanding how, how you see the opportunities that have arisen from, from the COVID-19 crisis in general and how, um, how have you kind of um, yeah, adapted to it and, and where do you th see things going, going forward? It's been a very, very interesting year and um, uh, I don't think, we'll think things will, will ever be the same again. But uh, yeah, I want to go back uh, one year and my, my mind at the time was, was a bit concerned, of course, because we, as I said before, the vast majority of the transactions we process are in-store payments and store were closed. Uh, luckily, we are strong in grocery and pharmacies. So um, we had the, those volume that kind of increased uh, to maintain uh, an, an, an healthy uh, growth. Uh, but uh, we, we were obviously concerned for all the shops that have to, to be closed. Uh, but but it was actually it turned out to be a great opportunity for us for for different reasons. Uh, first of all, tax payment, bill payments, all these payments. Um, it, it's it's strange, but still, the vast majority of the population was not aware of the fact uh, that they could do it digitally from a mobile app. People were still used to go out queue in public offices or other offices to to pay for, for this transaction. And when they had to pay and they could not leave their, their home or these offices were closed, they looked for a for solution. And the technology was there, Satispay was there to offer them solution. And so we saw those in-app transactions for bill payment taxes uh, start growing 40% on a weekly basis, week over week. Um, and when when the lockdown have been eased, 
those transactions never decreased. Why? Because uh, people have been forced by a need that they have to stay home and they have to, to pay these, uh, these bills to find a solution. But the solution is so much simpler than what they used to do before. They're, they're not going to go back uh, to the previous uh, uh, user experience. That, that was a huge waste of time. Um, and then we, we also saw something amazing that, that we didn't thought about, but Satispay is a couple of user experience in store. You could either enter into the shop, scan a QR code and pay, or you can select the shop from the, the, least, the list of shops around you that, that you find in, in the app. And we started seeing volume growing in the city where we are strong, in the cities where we are stronger, because merchants that have to stay closed uh, uh, but could work uh, with um, delivery and e-commerce, they started saying to their mer- to their customers, um, send me the money with Satispay, call me, write me a WhatsApp, tell me what you need, then I tell you how much it is, you send me the money with Satispay and I bring you the product home. Um, and so we evolved the our app to make it visible and, and allow our merchant that are not on delivery platform because maybe are not restaurants or not in city where the delivery platform are strong to show in the app that they are ready for delivery and they can take order. And the fact that with Satispay, you can, you can send the payment to a brick and mortar shop, even if you're not closed by simply looking on the map uh, and finding the shop uh, is really allow the merchant to stay in business even when they had to, to stay closed and they could only operate with an e-commerce but they don't don't have an e-commerce or is a not a very high quality satispay became a digital scalable platform that allows a completely new interaction with the consumers and we see it going in that direction where because i show the we show the consumer all the merchants around what they do what they have Satispay will probably become a sort of a local e-commerce platform where you can navigate on our app and let's let's think of a, of a situation where you look for a certain bottle of wine uh, and you, you don't have time to order it online or you want to know more and talk with, the, with someone that, that knows more about wine and then have a suggestion. You will open Satispay, look for winery shops around and select one and maybe already contact via WhatsApp or wherever and, and, and understand easily where you can go and pick up the product. Um, so I think uh, what we are one year uh, into this a bit more. And what I can say is that COVID has been very tough, uh, but on the other hand, has accelerated digitalization trends uh, uh, that we expected to happen in uh, seven, eight, nine years, uh, they happened in one year. And so tech companies, product company that have the ability to adapt with their tech team, uh, rolling out a new product or adapting the product to a new reality, they definitely have an edge to get bigger market share. Uh, last year, Digital payment in Italy, counting also card transaction, decreased uh, uh, slightly, like one percent. 
less payment, and we double the volume. So our our market share uh, is is now bigger, uh, just because we are a, a small, efficient team uh, owning uh, its own technology uh, that have had the the ability to understand uh, where where things were going and change and adapt to to offer uh, the solution that the population needed and again trying to simplify everybody's life regarding your your hiring plans your expansion plans in luxembourg for you know in that respect where do you see the company uh, evolving within the grand duchy yeah so the plans are very ambitious and are of, of two kind one uh, the, the first kind is the product on the market and and, and the second one is for, for the company and and how how big we're going to be there uh so the first one Satispay has a as a city playbook that that uh, keeps working everywhere we go. That that has already proven we can easily go up to thirty percent of the adult population being active on on our platform, and we see cities where we are at that point that keep growing. So uh, within a couple of years, we see ourselves uh, being used by at least one hundred thousand uh, people in Luxembourg uh, on a monthly basis. Uh, and I can say we we have everything ready. We are still growing and growing, even if everything is a bit slowed down by by lo- the lockdown. But uh, as as we approach the summer, you can expect uh, big marketing activities from us to engage with consumer to to get everybody to know and try and try satisfy. And you can expect a very big acceleration in in consumer adoption. Uh, and merchant adoption, but merchants have, have always been active even during the, the lockdown, signing up to, to Satispay because they see the advantage they can have there. Uh, but for the company and hiring opportunity, I think it goes beyond that because being uh, the, the headquarter of our e-money institution that then offers uh, our payment product uh, in passporting in, in, in every European market we're going to go, uh, that team is definitely growing. We are talking about 20 people now, but it's it's gonna double pre- pretty soon, and um, it's gonna be a, a a key hub for us uh, and for uh, people in the risk compliance, um, anti money laundering, customer due diligence, uh, uh, legal, and and many other competence. It's it's gonna be. Um, a key part of our European organization um, and definitely that goes beyond the, the Luxembourg market for consumers and merchants, but, but really serves a, a European platform. Sounds amazing as plans. But before we wrap up, because we're coming closer to the end of, uh, of our very uh, exciting conversation, uh, Albert, um, we've got those bonus questions that we'd like to ask depending on time available. But um, I wanted to ask you, can you describe or have you got like any particular or seminal moments in your career that you're particularly proud of that you'd like to talk about? Yes. So I believe there are things that have really shaped my, uh, my career and my life. Uh, uh, first of all, before my career, the economic professor at my high school, that, that really got me thrilled, super thrilled for, for economics uh, that steered me away from architecture. Uh, second, the moment where I was looking for a job uh, in a very difficult uh, working environment in a crisis, and my older brother told me, "Oh, there's this opportunity. We might look for a loan and 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 build uh, some solar panel installation." That was 
a key moment in my life where I, for the first time, I understood I didn't have to wait for someone to give me a job, but I could create my job. And then the moment where I took a job and I started working for this asset management company in Italy called Arcel, I was lucky to have a very a great boss, uh, someone that really told me how to, to work. So I've been lucky because I've, I've seen that you can become an entrepreneur. But on the other side, I had three years where I worked with great people that really helped me learning how to communicate, uh, how to organize. Uh, and many times entrepreneurs start already at school and they probably miss uh, uh, the opportunity to learn from, from others. Uh, and that was... Um, uh, definitely extremely important for me to work with uh, with Federico. Uh, and I said, you sometimes you have to be lucky because you don't choose uh, your family or your boss. Uh, you can change work, but but if uh, it's the right one from from the start, is is better. And then the the moment where when I remember was probably the third uh, uh, Christmas party in Sarispey. And a colleague of ours told me, uh, Alberto, turn around and look, we, we are occupying all, all the, the restaurants and this is only Satispay. You have created something, something relevant for, for all these people. And, and that was amazing. That was one of those rare moments where you stop uh, chasing the next target and you're simply proud of what you have done. Well, let's hope for sure that you'll be re-experiencing that moment, uh, not only in Italy, but Can't also... Can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. Go back to restaurants. The... Yeah. And also uh, experiencing that moment in uh, in other countries and seeing that, you know, Santos Bay is widely adopted in, in all the venues that you can possibly think of. But on that positive note, uh, Alberto, I would like to thank you very much for joining our show uh, today. It was a huge pleasure to talk to you and definitely look forward to talking to you uh, in the near future about your further expansions and all the projects that, that you'll be working on. Thank you to you. It's been a great pleasure and yeah, looking forward to the next one. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time. Mm-hmm.